my gosh, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. And thank you again for pushing it back an hour for me. I appreciate oh, that so oh, much. Oh, no problem. Oh my gosh, we're going to get into this book, but you're also, you are actually an author of two books. Can we hear yes, about the other one? Because we've been hearing all about this incredible book and we definitely oh, want to get into you. this, but let's talk about this other one that you have for us as well. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, uh, it's quite different from Amoration. Amoration centers on, um, you know, my life experiences and stuff, but um, The Savior and the Shadow Queen, it's a little bit different. Um, it's kind of... An unusual story, so I, I, I don't want to say too yeah. much. You know? Don't give it away. <laughs> so, don't give it away. But, um, but it is about friendship and uh, loss and grief and, um, you know, try, trying to move forward, you know, through, you know, life's difficulties. And um, there's some fantastical elements to it. And um, it's, it's a book. Uh, it was actually, um, I actually wrote that before Amorasian. So it's, um, it's uh, you know, both are incredibly meaningful to me, but, you know, it's really great seeing that out because that one's been with me the, the longest. You know? so. <laughs> but, yeah, um, just uh, really excited that's out, and um, I hope everybody enjoys it. <laughs> word, word. All right, I'm finally here, but good. <laughs> but, um, no, like she was saying, yeah, thank you so much for, um, you know, saying yes to us and doing this live with us oh so thank y'all for go... asking me gosh <laughs> yeah of course of course so like i always ask everybody um i think this repetitively gets tiring after i always ask the same question in the beginning but whatever um how did everything start for you as far as the poetry the writing how did it all begin what inspired it give us the whole package oh yeah um well when I was um, when I was a kid, I wrote little poems and short stories, kind of just for myself, you know. And um, I really enjoyed that. And as I got older, I kind of left it behind, and you know, I did other things. I was also really just into arts and crafts in general, you know. When I was younger, I'd um, used to draw a lot and just anything. Uh, I made little bead jewelry, all that kind of stuff. And um, as I got older, um, I kind of left that stuff by the wayside. And um, really, when I got into college, I found that I enjoyed uh, writing papers. <laughs> so, um, so it was kind of coming back to me a bit. And uh, I, um, you know, continued to write papers throughout college and, um, you know, went to work in a completely unrelated job, you know, to writing. And uh, years later, I kind of found that, um, you know, that I really wanted wanted to be doing creative things and I really wanted to write again and um, that's kind of how it all started and I didn't pick up poetry until uh, a few years later and I talked about this on my page a little bit but uh, there was a poetry book that just you know I just saw an advertisement for a poetry book and I found myself like jealous and, and it kind of threw me back. I was like, what's going on there? <laughs> and, um, and I really thought about it and just sat with it. And it's like, you know, I, I really want to write poetry. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and that's how it how it came about. Um, I got back into it. And um, I just kind of wrote it on my own for a bit. And back in like 2017, I put up um, I put up uh, three chat books on um on amazon 
I was like, I'm just putting it out here, you know, <laughs> hoping maybe somebody will read it and, you know, just see, see what happens. And um, through that, as time went on, I started doing more and more. And then um, during the pandemic, actually, um, I was like, you know, I, I really want to get on Instagram and meet people and share my work and uh, really connect with people in like a heart to heart way, you know, just that they would see my work and, um, you know, see the real me you know I really wanted wanted that um, so uh, so yeah I got an Instagram then and um, and I've just kept going ever since <laughs> Wow <laughs> mm -hmm. that's interesting. so that's no, kind of yeah. just everything oh I'm sorry no no um, oh there was a question already it says will oh. the Amazon Angela wait oh oh uh, wait will the Amazon <laughs> Angela Murray be reading some poetry from the feature girl. Oh, of course. No, of course. Yeah, yeah we have here this. From our, our <laughs> herself. But like, again, you said that the, the other book that even though it was longer that just came out, this one's mm -hmm. a little bit different. And this is a, straight from you. So what yes. gave you the courage or the strength or what drove you to really go into this? Because this is really opening like this is really uh, you're really showing who you are and your feelings about you know uh, you know if you haven't see checked out this book you definitely need to check this out thank you um, it's again it's a marriage and uh, my journey becoming a whole as a mixed korean american so like again what brought you the courage to to want to do this well it was something that i've always wanted to do i wanted to share this story um and particularly now that i'm a little older you know i've i've worked through all those issues and um you know when when I was younger, I was a kid in the 80s, and uh, this was before, you know, K-pop and all that, and, you know, people just didn't know about, about Koreans, you know. Um, I'd be asked if I was Chinese or Japanese, but, you know, mm. it's just like, gosh, there's just not a lot of Korean people in the world. You wow. Um, I, I just really felt that way when I was little, but, um, but yeah, I... Um, I think we have a lot of, you know, just kind of mixed people in general, or really anybody who feels different. There's just commonalities in those experiences. And I wanted to share that and just, you know, how I've, you know, that I've had these difficult emotions and how I dealt with them over time and, um, you know, how I find strength in them now. So I really wanted to share that because I would have, I would have loved something like that when I was younger. Mm. I would have found that super helpful. Mm. So I thought it was really meaningful. And um, the poems in there, too, are a little different than what I usually write. Um, they're really, I mean, they're really, you know, from my heart, just really, you know, <laughs> really kind of diary-type poems. And, um, you know, I, I just felt like, you know, if I'm going to do this, I have to really go for it. <laughs> you know, mm, there's, that. yeah, I mean, it's just, um, like I said, there's such commonalities in the experience that, um, you know, somebody else reading that who who lived through those experiences would be like, well, it's not quite, you know, um, everything. So I felt like I really needed to push myself and just put it all out there and really give my heart. And in that way, um, it would be uh, helpful to other people. No, that makes sense. And I wanted to ask you now, now that we're talking about the book, um, I noticed in the book you break things down in different sections, right? Because you have the beginning, the emotional journey, and then you have the sweet self-acceptance. Um, mm -hmm. So when you did the, those categories the way you did, and for each piece that fell under that category, did you have a certain order in mind? Or did it, or was it one of those situations it just 
okay, I'm gonna just put it and then this is what it was. Like, how did that? How did that? How how, how did that look like for you when you were doing this book? Mm -hmm. I had uh, that general idea, um, you know, how I wanted it to flow, but um, definitely, uh, you know, as I was writing things, you know, different ideas popped up, and um, yeah, so it's kind of a mix of both. There was, um, you know, I definitely had like a level of order there, kind of a macro level, but there was definitely fluidity throughout, you know, what goes where, what could go where. So. <laughs> That's incredible. Andy, did you have a follow-up for that? Because I no, didn't no, want to cut you off. That I'm was just, a really good thought. Yeah, no, no, it really was. That's why I'm just, I'm just trying to absorb everything she's saying because it's so true. Um, the whole being different part also, like, but, um, and I, I, okay, I, I'm trying to watch how I ask the question because, you know. What? Well, that's, that's so good what, start. <laughs> yeah, I, no, 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 no. So I want to make sure I answer it in a way that's, you know, understood but also you know out of respect to so you have mentioned earlier that when people would ask you oh are you chinese are you japanese and all this other stuff i guess my question to you was what was the feeling behind going through something like that where you know you're just okay i'm korean but like the whole negative connotation behind it the positive connotation behind everything um uh, can you like walk us through that because that's something i always wondered about that culture and also even in Hispanic culture they'll see they'll look at me and be like oh hey oh, yeah. so uh mm -hmm. are you Dominican are you this I'm like no I'm Puerto Rican oh, okay and, you know that, that's, that's why I wonder like in your eyes how did that look like for you well um it's uh it was there's really a mix because um I mean there were people asking you know from genuine curiosity and then you have people too that are you know kind of making little digs you know um and especially as a kid you know when you're different um you know other kids really zero in on that so um yeah i just remember um i i moved around a lot because um i'm was i grew up in a military family so okay <laughs> um and uh i just didn't happen upon places when i was younger that had like Korean people, <laughs> you know, and um, yeah, and I just, I felt, uh, it made me feel quite rare. And I, you know, like I said, that, um, you know, there just didn't seem to be a lot of Korean people around. <laughs> I think the first time I met someone who was Korean and not related to me was, um, gosh, I maybe I was in like um, fourth grade or so. So, I mean, you know, that's a lot of years <laughs> coming up to that, that, gosh, you know, there's Korean people, but they're all related to me. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting. But that was the first time I met um, a kid who was uh, Korean as well at school. And then um, years later, um, I got to uh, Georgia, which is where I live now. Mm -hmm. I did meet, you know, other half Korean people here. So, um there's actually quite a lot of Korean people here. Um, yeah, so it just kind of, it changed as I got older, you know, and I was meeting more people. But when I was younger, I mean, I definitely noticed that. Mm, okay. We have a question from the audience, but before that, I oh, for sure. saying that, knowing that now in your uh, area of Georgia that you're at, knowing that you've connected with a lot more people who share the same uh, Korean background, does that bring you closer to that side of yourself? 
or uh, do you feel more comfort there because of that or is it just because you're able to express yourself in that way where you feel like before you had to hide it or you weren't accepted mm -hmm. yeah definitely and um and you know through different relationships i've learned new things about um uh, Korean culture, you know, and just lots of little pieces that, you know, show up and, <laughs> you know, become part of the puzzle. And, um, and that brings to mind, um, you know, now uh, there's like, you know, like I mentioned K-pop and we have the internet and YouTube, mm -hmm. but um, back then, um, you know, we didn't have all that. <laughs> and uh, I remember, um, I wrote a poem about it. Um, my mother would go to this, there's this Korean store we would go to, and they would have um, an area of uh, VHSs of just uh, Korean shows that were copied, and people would check them out, like library books, you know. And um, and that's a, a big way I got introduced to Korean culture, oh. kind of on my own terms, is because uh, she would get me tapes of, like, music shows, and I'd see what the young people are doing, what was cool. And, uh, you know, that was that was another little puzzle piece that I got to, um, you know, learn about Korea and, um, you know, young people in Korea that were, you know, close in age to me, uh, you know, through these, these videos. That's incredible. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so, um, Andy, the question from the audience that is for our guest here is, um, I, where do you write? Like, are you writing in, a, in your kitchen, a coffee shop, um, garden? Where do you, where do you go to write? Uh, I just write at home and um, usually, I just always, you know, try to keep my phone with me. So I'll have a little idea that pops up here and there and I'll uh, break up my phone and, you know, just type up something like in an email or something real quick and say, <laughs> and uh, I usually write at night though. I find, um, you know, for me personally, I'm a night owl. So uh, that's the time I feel the most creative. So, <laughs> yeah. that's, so really at night and um, just, uh, you know, just kind of uh, whenever I'm feeling relaxed and can, you know, sit down, whether, you know, if I'm just kind of sitting in the living room or, you know, you know, sitting on the bed or anything, I just kind of, you know, type a few things and, and it's, it's really, um, yeah, I really, I don't have like a, a, a set place and that just, that seems to work for me. <laughs> Everybody's no, writing techniques are different and I love hearing about it too because, you know, sometimes you want to try something different and you, you know, oh, for you sure, to yeah. other successful writers and, and, and you see what they do. But I'm kind of guilty like you. Whenever it comes, it comes through and I'm writing away. It's in some mm -hmm. sort of crazy journal <laughs> and I have like a bunch of crazy journals <laughs> all over the place. You know what I mean? You never know. <laughs> but absolutely. Um, Andy, I think that would be a great time to hear from Yes. Uh, one of our pieces. Maybe if you want to pull from um, this book or something that you have prepared for us, we, we got to hear some of your work right now. I think people are ready to hear us. What really drove us to call you here tonight? Because again, you really go to a place that's so authentic. It's so real. Um, and even if somebody doesn't necessarily share the same heritage as you, it's still very relatable to people who it's share different heritage yeah. and different experiences. And even if we don't, we learn so much from each other when we get to read about our experiences. So what do you got for yeah. us? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not at home right now. So unfortunately, I forgot a copy of the book. So my apologies to everyone. This good. is a, yeah, this is my first time doing a live. So I was just like, Oh, I'm, you know, nervous and trying to make sure everything works. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, I, so my apologies for that. 
but um, uh, yeah, maybe I can come back a little later or, you know, do a live later on today when I am home and, and read a few pieces. <laughs> Um, okay, so I, I guess what we'll do since we have the book, we could read and then we'll ask questions about it. That's good. Um, all right, so this one, um, it's called My Collection. So, all right. Oh. <laughs> what are, yeah. So, what are you? Where are you from? Are you Chinese? Do you know karate? You're not from here. You don't look regular. You're not Asian. You're not white. I would have, I wouldn't have known you were Asian if it wasn't for your black hair. You look just like Lucy Liu. There are some of the things I've heard before. I collect awkward phrases like others collect seashells. How do you like my collection? And that's that piece. Um, so that piece really speaks in volumes only because the fact that, you know, it takes me back to like the whole stereotypical, like people will see somebody and they like, automatically assume, oh, so that means, it's like, for example, they say, oh, you're Japanese, so you most likely like anime, but that's not 100% true. Not all Japanese people like that, even right. though they say, quote, unquote, it's a common thing. Mm -hmm. But like, what can you walk me through that a little bit more? Because that's pretty interesting how this is what you've been through. You were um, writing this piece. Was it difficult to write this piece when you first wrote it and then when you published it onto this book? Was that kind of difficult to do so or was it just like, you know what, I'm going to just do it no matter what? Mm -hmm. um, this one, this one uh, actually, it wasn't difficult for me to write and I really wanted um, to put out there, you know, um, you know, for other pe people to see that. And like, I've heard things like, you know, that I've heard these things too. And those are all things that i was told like 100% you know I've heard those things and um, yeah I really wanted to share that that you know other people would know yeah I've, I've heard these things too and you know sometimes you know they're funny it can be you know it can be funny and um, just just you know the silliness of it <laughs> and um, and sometimes you know people are you know not being kind but um, but yeah I, I've I've heard all those things <laughs> And, um, yeah, I, the one that really got me the most was you don't look regular. I was like, wow, that's, that's really, that's, <laughs> wow. that's, that's really interesting. But, but, um, but yeah, just kind of those, those awkward, awkward things. And, um, you know, just that I've, that I've heard them as well. You know, we all get them sometimes. And, um, and I do want to say too, um, that, um, Sometimes, you know, none of us are perfect, and sometimes we say things that just aren't, you know, right. come out a little odd. So it's, it, I don't mean that, like, the, the people who said those things are bad or anything, because right. God knows that I've said silly things in my day, too, you right. know. But, right. um, but they can kind of grate on you, you know, after a while. It's like, okay, you know. I mean, again, but, like, um, there are so many of those references in here that when you add them on top of each other, it's jarring and it's mm -hmm. uncomfortable and absolutely it's an insensitivity. And I think people don't mean to be insensitive, but they have to know they're being insensitive. Mm -hmm. And then there are people who are being insensitive and sorry, pardon my friends, but fuck them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. Some people are, you know, <laughs> I, I, you might hear this, me say this a lot. I'm a teacher by trade, but I, I tell my students, you know, People will lie to you. Some people lie to you on purpose, and some people lie to you because they think it's the truth, and mm -hmm. they, they don't know it's a yeah. lie. So you gotta right. be, you know, you gotta be engaged in the conversation. 
Mm -hmm. um, what I really yes. love about your book too is you have um, a works cited page because you were inspired by quite a few other pieces. Um, mm -hmm. Can you talk about like your writing process, including other works in your inspiration? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. I knew I wanted to um, add some Korean mythology and folklore um, because um, you know it's not not. Um, the most common, you know, people know Greek mythology mm -hmm. and, um, you know, Egyptian and, and, uh, you know, these different cultures, but, you know, Korean isn't one that pops up, you know, <laughs> very often. Um, you know, people talk about mythology. So I wanted to include some stories in there. And, um, and it's also, you know, kind of sharing things that I, I thought were interesting as well, you know, in my journey of learning more about Korean culture. And, um, yeah. I just, um, you know, I really wanted to share those, and I, I wanted people to, if they, if they were interested, that they had the ability to go find these books and yeah. uh, read those same stories too, because, um, you know, again, there's, um, because it isn't the most popular of, you know, mythologies, um, you know, there's only so many resources, <laughs> so I want to make sure, you know, that I shared those for anyone who was interested. And um, there was also another poet uh, that I referenced in the in the first poem that I wrote, mm -hmm. and that was uh, Lee Young Lee, and um, he's really an amazing poet. If um, if uh, you haven't read him, you know I I recommend him um, wholeheartedly. He um, he's actually uh, Chinese, and uh, his family he and his family escaped China when he was you know very young, so. Um, um, I believe he was very young or he may have been born outside and, you know, very close afterwards. But um, he didn't grow up in China, so he had that longing mm. for it. Um, mm. And I I understood that, you know, I definitely related to that. So I really wanted to um, kind of put something that was, um, you know, an homage to him. And also um, in his book, it's titled Rose. Uh, the poem that I um, was inspired by to write that first poem in the book uh, is called Water, and I just I just loved it. You know, um, he talks about water and kind of relates it to um, different uh, different moments in his life, and uh, it was just I just thought it was brilliantly written, and um, I was just super inspired by it. Yeah, so that's how all those kind of came about. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> I, and I also agree with Robert in the in the chat who who appreciates having references at, in books to seek out. Mm -hmm. um, I think would Andy, if it's okay, I'm going to read Moon Comb Mirror because I think that just goes along. It's actually based okay. off of the bridegroom shopping, and we can talk about that mythology or that okay. story as well. Um, and this is again, this is an um, this incredible book um, on page 44, and this is in the second section of the emotional journey, and it's. Again, it's called Moon Comb Mirror. I see myself in stories. There's a tale of, of a young Korean couple, a forgetful husband, and a wife who wants a comb for her hair. As he goes off on a journey, she asks him to buy a comb. To help him remember, she points him towards the crescent moon, shaped like the object of her desires. Unfortunately, he arrives when the moon is full, and buys her a mirror instead, forgetting what she wanted. The mirror causes chaos when brought home. The wife sees a pretty woman in it and demands to know who she is, and it is broken. I see myself in stories. I am like the wife, 
unable to see the beauty in me. I am like the husband, forgetting what's important. I am like the broken mirror, plainly misunderstood. Yes, I see myself in stories. Now I must rewrite the one I am living. Wow. And again, this was inspired oh. by one of these incredible mm -hmm. stories that you're saying that comes from the Korean folklore and, and mythology. So mm -hmm. tell us everything. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the weaving is pretty gosh darn good. That is Wow. It is so, I, I love the fact that you could put just like, you could see a situation, right? But then like you, Let's say there's a situation you experienced, but then you put yourself in more than one perspective on that piece. And I love that because you say, oh, I could be so the husband, but I could also be the wife. And then, but I'm looking at, okay, but I could also be the bystander that sees the thing, right? Because mm -hmm. um, one thing I've learned in life is like, we could be at the same place at the same time, but we experience that situation oh, yeah. differently. <laughs> yeah. And it's so interesting because, Especially the part where you were talking about, you know, um, I'm like the husband forgetting what's important, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what it is too, like, in life, you know, whoever the husband is or whoever the wife is, right? Like, when you put, your, like, let's say you take the word husband and you put somebody else there. It's like, I think in a, in a lot of lives, depending on what season in our life that we are in, we tend to forget what's very important, right? Mm -hmm. But what yeah, I think true. what it is, and I think what it is, too, is sometimes what we do, you know, when they say what we do affects other people. Yeah, it does, because mm -hmm. in this particular situation, it affected the way you saw life because my mm -hmm. father used to do this or my mom's doing this. But then I'm probably like my mom. I'm probably like my father in that same mm -hmm. way. But then the part where he says, I see myself in stories. Now I must rewrite the ones I'm living. Can you talk to me mm -hmm. about that? That exact line, because that really stood out to me the most. Yeah. Mm hmm Well, definitely. Um, hearkening back to um, you know, you know, not not seeing things that are important. Um, you know, not recognizing the beauty in myself. You know, those are um, you know, nobody should live like that. You know, right. and um, and uh, you know, we have to. You know, you know, ultimately, you know, we're responsible for ourselves. You know, and we have to um you know, when we recognize those things, you know, it made me think, you know, I, you know, really need to take charge and, uh, you know, make my life different. You know, I shouldn't let these old stories, you know, these old <laughs> ways of thinking, um, you know, dominate my life, you know, that I can live a better life than, you know, not valuing the important things or not seeing, you know, the positive within myself, um, you know, et cetera. But yeah, just that, um, that, uh, you know, I needed to take control and, um, you know, work on myself inwardly, mm. you know, in order to, in order to, you know, you know, recognize, you know, the importance of life, you know, the, um, you know, the positive I wanted in my life and, um, you know, just, just taking responsibility for making things better. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, no, that, that that makes a lot of sense too, and I think that's what's important too. Just the self reflection aspect of it, mm -hmm. because it's interesting too, right? Because I think sometimes, like I feel like at times in my life where I feel like I'm reliving somebody else's life. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, oh, yeah. and I'm real, and I, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, <laughs> and then I and then I feel like, okay, what's going 
going on? Like, am I living that? Um, oh my God, how do I explain that? Like, am I living their life now? Like, mm -hmm. am I trying to? Am I? Am I trying to make my life? just like their life right like for example like mm -hmm. my parents were 1950s puerto ricans where you know my father was the you know king of the castle and my mom was the mm -hmm. housewife submissive and there was this idea that oh well all women had to act like that because that's just how the culture was you know i grew up at a time where there were certain things that were not talked about before that started to bring awareness but unfortunately mm -hmm. i i grew up around the time that when that was first coming out we weren't allowed to talk about it. We had mm -hmm. to kind of shush a little bit, but then now we live in a society where everything is talked about and sometimes a little bit too much at times because <laughs> yeah. people don't like to filter sometimes. I'm like, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> but what it all comes down to, I think it's important to recognize the fact that hey, at the end of the day, my life has come from somewhere. I don't want to live somebody else's life. I want to live my life. So I think that's right. what, how that piece, that part of the piece spoke to me because I feel like, okay, am I living under my parents' shadow or am I creating my own light? And I think that's what I love about that part of the piece because that's very you know it's let's say in some case they say oh yeah it's a it's simple to say yes i see myself in stories now i might i must rewrite the ones i'm living but the thing is if you really really dig deep within realistically that's a very that just that alone speaks in volumes and i think that's what a lot of people don't see in life i think it's getting lost a little bit mm -hmm. so i think that's why for me that really stood out to me because i think there's always a bigger picture with everything oh, yeah. um uh, what do you think angela i couldn't agree more i mean absolutely there's a huge picture to this andy of course it's it's yeah. so interconnected but i'm really interested in the story that was the the inspiration piece mm -hmm. um can you right. talk about that it, before oh, and then after sure. you're done yeah and then after you're done there's a question here in the audience okay. but when you're done I'll, I'll ask the question oh yeah no problem um well that was uh in a book of korean uh like folk tales so um that one uh really stood out to me i i read all of them because um of course you know i didn't know which ones i wanted to work with and and i just wanted to um you know go through and see which ones really spoke to me and that one in particular just really spoke to me and um yeah i just just uh you know like i said i saw myself in that one and um yeah it's uh in that, that book that's like some of the first um well they're the first korean folk tales like i sought out on my own like my mom's told me a couple of things but um those were the first ones that i really you know went out and um and uh looked for and um yeah and i and he said that resource i really enjoyed it so um i i definitely thought other people you know if they were to um you know if they were in, interested in uh korean folk tales of that in one particular would be really good to uh to uh check out uh, yeah okay so the question is now no and that that's very important absolutely and the question is but this is from Craig Kelly poet fan says what has influenced you the most from Korean culture and what has influenced you the most from your American culture that that's actually a pretty good question mm -hmm. oh gosh um well Korean culture what's influenced you the most um I would say um 
uh, Korean Korean music because um, that's really how I started you know on my journey of learning more about Korea and um, it was through uh, the music shows and, and there's so much you can tell from you know watching um, kind of the pop culture from a place like um, just you know you can tell values like what they sing about what they don't sing about <laughs> and, and um, you know the way they dress and just you know similar little things like that that um, you kind of can intuit just from from seeing those things and um, and even now like I've, I've listened to uh, you know Korean music for years and it's just interesting like seeing um, you know again shows and like music videos just how much has changed in Korea and like now you can see them and they're very much like very Hollywood and wow. you know, um, really spectacular but there was a time where they weren't like that at all <laughs> um, yeah. I remember one of the first uh, music shows I saw um, there was um, I don't know if y'all remember, gosh, this was like in, I think, 2000 or 2001 or something like that, when Britney Spears had the suit on and she threw it off and she had that new mm, uh, colored okay. outfit yeah. on. Well, um, you know, uh, there was a, a singer, she did the exact same thing, you know, and it's, it's like nowadays they would have, you know, their own thing, but then, you know, American culture was so, um, I mean, American culture is still popular, you know, of course, but um, just that it was so, um, there was so much tied to, uh, you know, American pop culture that, you know, she did the exact same thing, <laughs> you know? So it, it's just interesting seeing that and how it's different now and it's more come, come into its own and, um, you know, just unique things about that, music now and um but yeah that's probably what's influenced me the most and uh gosh about american culture um gosh i that's uh i guess that's so vast and i i mean i can you know consider myself fully american <laughs> so you know it's it's such a vast um thing to think about but uh but yeah i do uh i do i do enjoy like kind of victorian era writers and mm, poets okay. and uh, also um i'm southern so i like uh you know southern gothic and things mm. like that and southern writers too um so uh yeah i would say that those were um kind of the standouts for me kind of victorian wow. era things and then like uh, you know kind of southern things but you know there's there's many things you know, again, it's just it's just vast because I'm I consider myself just fully American. Absolutely, <laughs> of course. So, um, what was it about the so? Because I don't I don't know too much about what Victorian is, so I'm just kidding. Only because I'm now I'm very very curious about it. Um, what is it about that that gave you that curiosity? What was it that drew? What drew you to that exactly? Um, I just love um, I, I just love everything everything about it you know like the aesthetics of it um just um yeah i mean just just really everything <laughs> so it's just a time period yeah i mean it's um you know like the formality mm -hmm. and um you know there's People just there's a beauty to nice it it's, all times right you know, it's, no it's like really yeah exactly it's like a it's like theater you know? mm -hmm. <laughs> so um 
And then I have a little goth streak too, so there's that. <laughs> but so but yeah, I um just that time period I just find very interesting and um, you know, again, not just um not just uh writing or you know any kind of art from the period but just the the period itself i just think it was mm. a beautiful time and i you know just enjoy learning more about it <laughs> no that makes perfect sense mm -hmm. absolutely you got anything angela absolutely. as far as like any, to add um, all to it well not to that exactly but um what i you mentioned that you were a child of the 80s, and mm -hmm. um, I was born in the 80s, so I'm a child of the 80s and 90s, but like what I remember was in the early 90s, Margaret Cho had a television show, All-American mm -hmm. Girl, and it was about her Korean family. Um, mm -hmm. And that really was, I think, the first spotlight towards that area. Mm -hmm. um, do you remember yeah. that at all? Or? Oh, yeah, I remember that. I was like, there's that was a an Korean incredible person. Show. I, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. That was great. I loved it. <laughs> Do yeah, I remember. That um, one is the like she's incredible. Mm -hmm. All of them. Yeah, I, gosh, I I remember that because I was just I was shocked, you know, because <laughs> I mean you just didn't really see that. And uh, wow, that's amazing, you know. Um, I remember um, even like HBO they did. Um, I want to say it's around that general yeah. time frame, but they did a um, kind of retail of fairy tales but told them through different kind of cultural mm -hmm. lenses and I remember the princess and the pea was the Korean episode <laughs> but it's just like little things like that and um, it just shows like um, you know how important it is to have um, you know different people um, different cultures you know represented you know in the arts right. in um, movies because I mean like I remember those two things you know like they were yesterday, they're like imprinted wow. in my brain, you oh. know. And then there's that, uh, you know, the classic, um, is it Whoopi Goldberg seeing Uhura on uh, Star Trek, mm -hmm. and that really inspired her. You know, just mm. those, those little things, mm -hmm. you know. Um, it it really, um, you know, they are important. I I, like I say, you know? agree, and I mm -hmm. think it's a beautiful thing. I, I mean, Queen Liberati says beautiful, and I believe her. She's a, I believe everything she says, and I agree. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful thing, getting mm -hmm. to see that grow and manifest, and we need more of it. So, um, yeah. you are destroying us. We're heading towards the last couple of last twenty minutes or so with our amazing uh, guest feature of this incredible book. She has another book that's not quite as. Uh, herself it's a different different mm -hmm. story theme but we're really diving into this one because she just i again thank you for really putting this out there oh, yeah. and you're, Gosh, you also you. went through um somebody we interviewed um stephanie lamb who's from quilt keepers press can you talk yes. about your mm -hmm. experience with quilt keepers press um because again um it's incredible like the book itself it's it's really like a perfect size it's i love how it looks oh how thank, was your you. Experience thank you experience with so uh, going with uh quilt keepers press Oh, I, I can't, I can't say enough good things. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really been an amazing experience and, um, working with Stephanie has been, I mean, just nothing short of amazing, amazing. Uh, she's, um, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, she really understands, you know, what I'm trying to create. Like we just, we just have, you know, vibe <laughs> you know? and it all just came together so well. And, um, like the cover, I had a, a couple of ideas and, um, you know, just very, 
very kind of macro level ideas and she just took it and ran with it and it's I mean it's beautiful I'm, I'm just so uh, just proud of it and just really in awe of it because it's just perfect <laughs> and um, wow. I, I'm just so I feel really blessed to be a part of Quill Keepers and you know to know Stephanie and know the Quill Keepers team just the whole nine yards it's really been amazing I, I like I said I just can't say enough good things and um, yeah I mean I I would recommend them to anyone who was interested right. in sending, you know, sending their materials off somewhere. Um, yeah, because it's just an amazing experience. And I have <laughs> recommended them to many people. So um, that's great. Yeah, now, it's, um, it's just been amazing. The start of that relationship, did you reach out to them or did they reach out to you or how did that magic happen? Um, I think. Uh, I think I found them. I just happened upon them. Uh, you know, going through Instagram and, um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, and I, I think I sent off the, um, actually the Savior and the Shadow Queen first. Mm. And, um, I had, uh, then I had done some, uh, of the anthologies, I think, and, uh, I saw the uh, chat book competition and I had, um, I had a, a earlier draft of this book done, and um, I, I added a few more and um, just kind of spiced it up a bit and and sent it off. And uh, yeah, and then I heard back a little while later, and the rest is history. Wow! <laughs> but yeah, it was it it works. It just went so well, and I'm you know, like I said, I'm just so um, just thrilled with how everything has progressed. Just super happy. That's wonderful. No, and I think that's I important. <laughs> future oh, yeah. you want to publish and and we like to hear yeah. from our authors and how that experience went andy do you have anything mm -hmm. else yeah no no no. i think that's no no i just i was going to say that i have so much respect for you for even publishing this book as well because oh, um because the thing is and, and this is what it, it goes in line in line and it goes hand in hand to why i created this platform in the first place because you know everyone has a story to tell right so it's one of those like you know, you publish this book, you put it out there. So whoever sees it, let's say there's mm -hmm. somebody else that's also Korean and American and they went through the same thing. It's good for, in their eyes. It's more like, wow, it's good to know that I'm not the only one that feels like that. Right. But what Angela said earlier too, it's like, oh, well, I'm Hispanic, but I know what she's talking about. Right. So even though mm -hmm. I, you know, because if you change the words around, it's pretty much the same thing. I'm Puerto Rican. Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to listen to salsa music. I'm Puerto Rican. Oh, I'm supposed to be a loud mouth. Oh, I'm Puerto Rican. You're supposed to write. You're supposed to eat arroz con candula and pollo or whatever. And it's just like, mm -hmm. that's not, well, I can't be cultural, but there's that mm -hmm. idea, that stereotype. Oh, right. all Puerto Ricans drink um, Bud, Budweiser or whatever the case is, right? Mm -hmm. So the fact that, you know, someone like, let's say myself, I see this book, I read it, I'm like, wow. But even though the experience, is different but the upbringing and, and the, the the experience um how do i explain it even though you like i didn't go through it exactly the same way you went through it but i relate mm -hmm. it resonates with me because of the culture we come from and i think that's what's important because mm -hmm. now somebody else that sees that uh and i'm gonna quote rosie on this one rosie rica she said that this is like a survival guide for those who experience or who are still oh, experiencing gosh. the same exact <laughs> thing and i think that's important and i think what really caught my eyes when you said i'm very asian which i love 
the title like it's just oh thank you like oh what's this and it's so catchy too because it's like oh what, what does this mean and that would make someone let's say they go to a library they pick up the book oh i want to see what this is and that's important because you break it down into three columns and i mean three sections and then you have a piece that resonates with each one but it's so relatable and i feel like it's very timely oh, i think i think you. even when we all pass on and you know, we're not in this life anymore. This is going to be here forever, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, now people get to read this. They get to see this. And that's important, you know? And sometimes a lot of people have words just like this, and they're afraid to put it out there. You went mm -hmm. out of your comfort zone, and you put it out there. So I get so much respect for you because of that, because your you so much. It, it matters. It matters. It absolutely it matters, matters, you know? And um, I'm going to go there with the entire whitewashing of Hollywood when you have a person who is all European descendant playing somebody who is Asian descent or half Asian descent, it's just not okay. And for you to have this opportunity to speak on, you know, what it feels yeah. like or who, you know, I'm valuable, I'm worthy, I'm incredible, my culture is valuable, my culture is incredible, who I am. Mm -hmm. And Andy, I, I, sorry, I have to agree with you on the title because again, you're talking about being, you know, two different worlds and this word is two different places but it's merged together into this beautiful word yeah that just again that cover really makes it so inviting and mm -hmm. i think you are inviting all of us in to learn more and more and more right. about what you have to say and and again i can't thank you enough um uh, andy thank you you have any, oh gosh i think andy can you pick one <laughs> more uh, so column to read from like the yeah and i wanted to yeah, and I, I wanted to add on to something too because it's interesting, right? Because I, all right. So in especially in today's generation of people, and I I'm, I see I, I work in retail, but I'm like second, you know, pretty much an assistant manager in retail. And one thing I notice, um, I work with a lot of younger people. In that, okay, we just got out of high school. Either we're going to college, and they think, oh yeah it's easy or no no big deal whatever right so they have mm -hmm. this 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 mentality that exists but one thing that bothers me and i don't know if this is everywhere in civilization or not but one thing i notice is like okay like for you right you're half korean you're half american mm -hmm. but you embrace you know that part you don't leave it out if that makes sense in mm -hmm. today's civilization nobody wants to know where they come from they 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 went oh okay this is how american culture is okay now i'm gonna be just like them i don't care about that other part of my life and it's like mm -hmm. but it's a part of you right. and it's like right. I, I guess my question is how do you feel about how generation has become where it's getting it's like for i give you for example like in puerto rican culture they don't um you see puerto ricans today they don't even know what each flag color represents they don't even mm -hmm. know that puerto ricans are taino indians like they don't even know mm -hmm. that and it's like even in, in mexican culture today they don't even know that they're incas like you know what i'm saying like, there's all these things mm -hmm. they don't like i i, mm -hmm. I guess i always wonder why that is but i guess i just wanted to see what your opinion on that is oh sure um you know just kind of um you know i've 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 seen people say similar things just all around the world, just kind of randomly right. online, you know, right. that um, things just have changed so much. Um, my uh, my little theory on, on this is, you know, um, um, 
you just with the internet and the phones, you know, that people are so engrossed in that. And we're kind of having this um, kind of this, you know, universal macro culture, I guess. It's right. kind of coming from right. the internet. And people aren't as interested as in finding out about their past. And um, I'm hoping with time, you know, people, uh, as they get older, they'll recognize the importance of that. Because, I mean, now I definitely recognize the importance of that. And, um, you know, um, you know, particularly, like, when I was younger, um, and, you know, there, there's different reasons for that, too. You know, I, I um, you know, wasn't super thrilled about being Korean. You know? Right. So, I mean, I can appreciate that. And I remember, gosh, I remember when I was little, I think, gosh, I wish I could just, like, dye my hair blonde which is such a child thing you know like the blonde hair is going to do it you know but mm. but if i could dye my hair blonde then everything's okay you know mm. but um but okay. i i remember thinking that and then you know of course that's that's a little different for me i'm a little older it was a much different time and you know like right, i said I, right. I wasn't around a bunch of koreans so uh, you know there's different uh, reasons for that but um but you know as I've gotten older, you know, I've definitely appreciated that more. And also, you know, that I, I've grown and matured and, you know, I, I appreciate, um, you know, the experiences I've had and, and I know other people have had them too. And, um, you know, things happen for a reason. And, uh, you know, I, I was able to write this and share this with people. So, you know, there's a lot of good that's come out from that. But I do think, um, you know, as people get older, you know, they'll be more, um, more uh interested in their cultures right at least i'm hoping so but yeah i i definitely um you know i've noticed that too i i do think a lot of it is just because um you know the phones and the internet and everything's mm. just kind of kind of homogenized like yeah. everywhere you know mm -hmm. yeah and yeah so um speaking of what you said it's funny because now I, I do have a piece mm -hmm. from here that actually aligns with all that and i think it's all about everything you said right because what it all comes down to is the fact that you understand that yeah i've been through that part where i didn't want to know what it was oh the blonde hair is going to do it no but then you got older mm -hmm. to the point like you know i want to know what this is all about right because i mm -hmm. think it just makes us it just helps us understand who we are more definitely. whether it's background this city and stuff like that so that's definitely important and i'm going to read this piece it's called proud and i think this aligns with just everything what you just said okay perfectly created as all other beings ready to accept all that i am of course i am more than enough ugly behavior from others doesn't define me dare i say i'm beautiful just the way i am and that's all it comes down to at the end of the day you are perfectly made you are beautiful in all aspects of life and the fact that you get to share that with with mm -hmm. others like us who probably doesn't understand a hundred percent but now they get to see that because yeah we could write about it but now you're giving everything into context you're explaining it as we're reading and we're having this conversation and i think that's important you know and and again um, so much respect for you for releasing this book because for oh, i guess somebody so else this might be this might be a survival guide for somebody and that's important you know people need to see these words you know make them feel that they're not alone in this and that's mm -hmm. very important oh yeah definitely and and um you know i mean we're all beautiful and we're all you know you know just wonderfully beautiful complex you know beings and um you know there's so much of us um you know that 
I know for me, like I didn't even recognize, you know, ways that I was, um, you know, living out Korean culture, you know, <laughs> like, oh, well, right. this is actually quite Korean and I didn't realize that. But um, you see those things as you get older. And, um, and one thing I want to say too, um, kind of piggybacking off the book is um, just kind of encouraging, you know, everyone, um, you know, like you were mentioning, everyone has a story that it's, um, I think they're really important to share. And um, in particular, I mean, part of the reason I wrote this book too is, you know, I, you know, of course, I've gone through dark times, we've all gone through dark times. And, and um, one thing that really helped me uh, was reading, um, just reading different authors and I felt like I had you know a kinship with them you know like I had a friend you know <laughs> and in reading those it, it um you know they helped me a lot and um you know I I want to give back in a similar way and um and just anyone who has you know a story they want to share you know I just encourage you um this uh this book you know again it's it's different than what I usually do and I really you know, I really had to commit to say, okay, you know, there are things that maybe it's little, you know, might went little, but hey, you know, I need to put that all in there because, you know, it's important. And, you know, like a younger version of me would would have appreciated it. So, yeah. you know, somebody out there like that, you know, I, I, um, you know, just wanted to give them that same gift that I received from other authors, you wow. know, from their books. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. No, that, that's beautiful. That really is. Um, so we're, we're pretty much towards the end, but I do have one last question. I always ask this question to everybody. So after we're obviously when we're, we're not here anymore, we've all passed on. We, you know, mm -hmm. my question to you is what do you hope to leave behind? What legacy you hope to fulfill and what lasting impact would you want to have after you're not here anymore mm -hmm. well i hope, hope that i could just make things that were um you know helpful and helpful in different ways you know amorating of course in um you know people feeling uh tapping into self-acceptance and um celebrating their differences um and then other things too you know um just fun things too i'm also a big proponent of you know just doing fun silly things because <laughs> you know that it's it's important it's all important you know just those moments of happiness you know moments of understanding i just hope i can um you know be able to give back um a level of, you know a level of that to others so that's that's really that's really what i hope <laughs> wow well i believe that you absolutely have definitely did that with this with oh, your ability you so to be so real raw authentic and Andy really pointed out such a great, the way you start the three phases. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have the first poem and the last poem, they share the same name. Um, mm -hmm. well, well, I know with, uh, just really quickly, I wanted to know about that. Uh, oh, sure, we'll yeah. Cut it, but I was really curious and I forgot to ask and I for, totally forgot about asking about that. So can you speak on the fact that you're the, the first and the last poem have the same name? Mm -hmm. Well, um, the first and the last, it's kind of a really, kind of a um, summary of the whole book you know <laughs> in the beginning um, uh, you know I talk about you can see the the snake throughout the book and it's um, Taemong and it's a uh, conception dream mm -hmm. and um, you know it's uh, I talked about um, you know my mother's conception dream of me which is the actual one she had of a snake 
Um, and, uh, you know, the conception dreams, like for girls, for example, you know, they're like uh, little cute things. It's mm -hmm. like, well, you know, snake's not really that cute. <laughs> so that kind of wondering and like, what does that mean? And, you know, looking at it like, oh, you know, oh, it's a, a negative thing. And in the end, you know, like diving into different symbolism about the snake and like, no, there's actually really beautiful things about it, you know, and, mm. and that's similar, you know, just to my, to my life experience, you know, things that I thought were negatives, you know, that they're good. And, you know, Know, it's it's good to be you know the person I am and my experiences and and um you know just kind of relating it back to that so yeah, that's kind of where it comes from no that's perfect I, I think that really sums it all up and thank you and if you guys haven't got an opportunity definitely you can get this on Amazon I think it's in Barnes and Noble um, mm -hmm. and you can get it through her uh, link tree of course everybody's got this beautiful link tree yes um, so thank you again, Andy. Uh, I'll let oh, thank you, you guys. The closing goodbyes, and then I'll hit the exit. Yes, so. yes. So, um, Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us, for telling oh, us you your guys. story, for allowing, just pretty much trusting us with your story and oh, for sure. everything you yeah. talked about. So, thank you so much. So much respect for you on that. And thank you so much. Um, I hope, you know, that you continue to, you know, just don't stop writing, you know, because like I said, everyone has a story to tell and it's important, you know. So um, we're now towards the end, but I do want to remind people who are here that we will be live again later on tonight at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock is it? I forget. It's at 8 o'clock. 8, right? I'm a flyer, but if yeah, you yeah, yeah. Back, let me know. No, no, no pushing back. No, we're no, pushing back. I, okay, okay. All right, no, um, take a little snack break and i'll be back ready yeah oh my god but no but thank thank you so yes, much um for just thank you guys us. this has been amazing i i've just really enjoyed it thank you both for this opportunity it, it really means a lot to me thank Absolutely. you absolutely so